Yes, yes, y'all, we're back at it for another one. It's the first Friday of February, and it's Black History Month. Exciting time, yes. Okay, so I'm here for a very special episode with NJ and Nikki. And of course, you got me, your girl, Ali Don, the Goddess MC, host of the First Fridays podcast, brought to you by thegodcollections.com. And special announcement, we're having a baby. having a baby and so this is a very special time and this was not a pregnancy pact by the way no. <laughs> just wanted to point that out because some people do have pregnancy packs i remember nj like me you and one of our friends alino shout out to alino we was gonna have a pregnancy pact a long time ago but it just never happened no, no. What is a pregnancy pact see but that's when ladies they all decide that they're gonna get pregnant at the same time Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. so this kind of just happens <laughs> organically. But for NJ, this is your fourth child. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, this pregnancy pack is, I must have been lying because I was not intending on having any children until <laughs> I was uh, wow. Halle Berry after 50 or something like that. So, oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> Right. Wow. But, but yes, this is my fourth pregnancy. Well, let me ask you about that. Like, how do you feel about being pregnant in your fourth pregnancy? Um, It's interesting. You know, and they say like all pregnancies are different. And that is so true. <laughs> um, you know, it's just different circumstances surrounding each one. But this one, uh, because, you know, now I am, you know, in my... Well, even before I kind of was, but now really in my uh, advanced maternal age, you know, what they like to say. And um, it's very interesting how it is just a little bit different on the body. Um, You know, I I praise you both for, you know, being healthy and, you know, you guys taking really good care of yourselves. But I wasn't doing nothing. I was, you know, eating snacks. And uh, just, <laughs> um, you know, just trying to do something, you know, something healthy, but just the bare minimum. And I can uh, definitely feel it now. It's between like the muscles, the tiredness. Um, that could be because, you know, I have, you know, three kids and they're younger too. And, you know, life is just a little ragged, but, um, you know, it's, it's different, but it's, um, it's not all bad. You know, I'm, I'm very excited. And this was planned, right? Like this pregnancy, would you say it was planned? Yeah, I would say it wasn't prevented. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. enough. So, yeah, we were just um, kind of going with the flow with it. Like like I was saying before, at this point in time, it was kind of a concern if I would even be able to get pregnant. yeah, I've had um, a topic pregnancy or my, my first pregnancy actually, and so you know I was always kind of kind of like one of those things that be a little difficult for you to become pregnant, even though it doesn't really seem like that. But you know now getting up in, in age and stuff, it was just one of those things we actually have not been preventing pregnancy for a while, and it just wasn't happening. So it was it was like okay, well you know maybe I'm going through early menopause going through the change a little earlier you know it just is going to be difficult and um i mean i guess it kind of was but you know surprise surprise and 
um, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. Um, coming down the stretch for me. Uh, I only got a couple months left. So. Just a couple months left? Well, what when's your due yeah. date? My due date is April 24th, April 24th. but because I have, I have to have a cesarean at 37 weeks. Mm. So um, we're aiming around the first week of April. Yeah, he's measuring big, so we wow. possibly doing earlier than that. So, yeah. Okay. And then you said that you had an atopic pregnancy before, so technically this is like your fifth pregnancy then. Yes, it is. Wow. And But wow. Um, but this will be your fourth child. Yes. Yeah, sorry to hear about that atopic, atopic pregnancy. Yeah. Now, what about you, Nikki? So is this your first, I know this is your first child that you're preparing to have. Is this your first pregnancy? No, the previous year I miscarried. So, Mm. um, yeah, it's okay. It took three months and then I wasn't pregnant anymore. Wow. So for me, it's been like having the flu. Oh, really? Really, it's been kicking my butt. Mm. Yeah. And so... It, I just stopped having the flu seriously. Like the morning sickness stopped just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So that has been like for four months for me. Yeah. And how far along are you? About 12 weeks, 13? So, no, I'm actually 18 weeks. 18 weeks. Oh my gosh. Yay. <laughs> I'm almost halfway there. Yeah. So that's that's where i am and i just now starting to feel the flutters like movement. oh yeah <laughs> so it's been that's been fun and i'm my energy is coming back i'm i don't have to take two naps a day um mm-hmm. i don't know why i have to take a nap i'm so mad at that so not productive i love a nap what do you mean i love a nap <laughs> i know but like usually you don't have to i it just really slowed me down, but I, I mean, I feel better. I feel back to normal and I'm bouncing around the house again. So yeah, you get that, that's second trimester. Like that's when you're like glowing is when you get thriving. Um, yeah, you get after that, that, that first trimester is horrible. Um, so I, I feel you on that, the, the, yeah. the, the flu, the hyperemesis, well, that for me, the hyperemesis, but like the vomiting and the, oh just gosh. all those little hormones oh that you're saying, what is going on? Right. <laughs> oh my God. And the horrible thing about me is I cannot vomit. Oh no. And no. so I don't have any relief. <laughs> it doesn't go that way for me. Like it doesn't just come up for some reason. I think my dad's the same way, but yeah, I just don't get any relief. It's just sick all day. Oh, you just, it's just sitting in there. You're just like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no. oh, it gosh. sucks. Yeah. So how about, so for Nikki, so for you, when you said that you had, you had a miscarriage, um, unfortunately, yes. I'm sorry to hear about that. It's so common. Um, so was this pregnancy planned? Like, did you have to take some time to just rethink if you wanted to get pregnant again or did you guys actively decide okay I'm going to try again what was that like yeah the the miscarriage definitely made me decide that I wanted it to start because you know I'm getting older and it's just what I'm losing time here and it just was like not concentrating on it and then I realized how sad I was when I lost it Mm. so really made me plan like to the t what i was gonna do yeah 
Well, I want to get into that in a second, like what that plan was looking like, but I just wanted to, so for me, like, I don't really have a whole lot of morning sickness, but more so, like I talked to you about a little bit, Nikki, like the acid reflux, like yeah, heartburn, like that's what I've been dealing with. I'm really early on. I'm in my eighth week. Wow. So they typically tell you like, wait, well, they don't really tell you, but some people just suggest, oh, wait to the second trimester because miscarriages are so common in the first trimester they don't necessarily some people have a difficult time like telling everyone and then after they have a miscarriage and then they have to tell everyone that they lost a baby and a lot of people get dis- disappointed and then you have to like comfort a lot of other people's feelings because now they're sad and then it's you know it's hard to balance all that but for me you know I feel pretty comfortable talking about this only because I felt like I really wanted some support you know I definitely have a supportive partner for sure but then it's like I just wanted to talk to some other women just so I can have some more moral support women who would understand and kind of give me some early like pointers because I'm very much like a planned type of person I don't really like the unknown so I'm like if someone can just kind of help me understand what to expect in advance then I'll feel better and I know that I've got some other um, supportive um, people on my side so that's why I'm like well you know what let me just start talking about it now. I haven't told a lot of people, like only, but now <laughs> we're on the air. So, yeah, so now it's a lot kind of people of a know. surprise for everybody, right? <laughs> it's gonna be a big surprise for a lot of people. So yeah, my yay, mine was yay. the same same way. Like it wasn't it was not necessarily prevented, and I knew, I pretty much knew I was gonna get pregnant. Like this particular time so I wanted to talk about that because I know some women now we are all women of a certain age um women of a better age my girl Laura would say shout out Laura Cobb Dr. Laura Cobb she would say women of a better age um we are what's called they don't call it geriatric pregnancy anymore they call it something else like yeah mature Adv- pre- something i don't know advanced maternal advanced, advanced yeah, maternal, advanced maternal pregnancy so, yeah so you can figure that out uh, what age you think we are okay yes advanced <laughs> maternal age okay and some women they have trouble some women have trouble getting pregnant at any age really but especially yeah. at an advanced age when you're over 35 it could be difficult mm-hmm. to get pregnant so for you and like nj like what do you think was helpful for you to get pregnant because i know you were making a lot of changes like with your diet and whatnot like talk to us about that yeah i was starting to and um it, it, because I was thinking, like I said before, I mean, it had maybe been a good year and a half or so. And um, because after my my last child, um, I was on, I had an IUD. And, you know, I, I wanted to space it out because I had them, you know, my second and my third pretty much back to back and so I didn't want to do that again and like I said I have cesarean so um you know my doctor was highly like you know like please you know don't do that (laughs) not so soon let your body heal and stuff and so um you know and I agreed with that um you know I intended maybe to have it probably like a couple of years and maybe you know try again because I figured getting up in age and um also getting off that the hormone or whatever with the, the IUD, it might be a little more difficult. Hold on. For so me. when um, when were you doing the IUD? So the IUD is a birth control that's implanted yeah. in your cervix, right? Yeah. Okay. Or in the in the yeah. And then you, okay, so you had it removed, and then yeah. you were able to get pregnant um, 
right afterwards or did it take a while? No, it took a while. It like like I was saying it was probably about uh, about two years. Okay. Um, if I'm thinking like yeah, uh, yeah, about two years that it took. Um, and so I didn't think it was going to take that long. <laughs> and I was you know getting my you know annual exams and I was still talking to my my uh, gynecologist in the OB, um, you know about. Yeah you know, trying again, and, you know, specifically, because we wanted to, you know, try for the girl, and, because um, they have three boys, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> back to topic, but yeah, so, you know, um, I was t- talking with her, and, you know, I was letting her know, like, okay, well, we're not really preventing anything, but, like, nothing's really happening, um, you know, she was, she was encouraging me, you know, actually, like, to lose weight, I then, you know, had to kind of get, um, discovered that I had gallstones I had to get my gallbladder removed so there was some medical stuff kind of going on too which you know we were kind of you know playing around with you know with the dates and stuff like that and maybe not trying as hard sometimes and you know then we were like okay well we can you know kind of go harder a little bit you know for these next months and stuff so it wasn't happening and I would say um after I turned 40, we were, like, really kind of serious about it, but nothing was, was happening. And uh, my gynecologist, she was just like, well, you know, there's there's things, we, you know, check on your, your hormones, which my hormones actually were, like, low in estrogen and stuff, and so that can be a deterrent when you're, you know, trying to get pregnant. And she was like, well, we could probably put you on hormones, but, you know, keep trying for the rest of the year. And, um, you know, after... You know, if it comes later in the year and you're still not working, you know, it's still not working, you're not pregnant, then, you know, we'll try some other things. And then, um, like, a couple months, I actually didn't have my periods. I thought I was pregnant, but it was just that's just hormones, I guess. And so, um, you know, at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, am I am I going through the change? I'm just I'm just 40 now. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, um, you know, I you know, lost weight. Well, I thought I was losing weight. I was eating healthier. I was like trying not to eat as much processed meat, um, cutting out sugar, uh, trying to do a little more, you know, exercise. Um, a lot was kind of going on too, like personally, like family and stuff. So it was probably a little, you know, stress not eating. Um, and I thought I was losing weight, but I guess I was kind of just maintaining or gaining a little bit, but yeah, I was trying to do some changes, but it, it just happened. So I, I don't know what necessarily to attribute it to, but it, it did. And so. then you said that you're even on the keto diet now, right? Well, yeah, that's well, not keto. Um, I'm just low carb oh, and low, carb. low sugar because okay. I, I have gestational diabetes, which I had with my last two pregnancies. Um, and it's just it's um, common if you've had it before. And so, you know, right now I'm maintaining. So my diet is it mostly kind of like keto, where I'm just cutting out a lot of carbs. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not no carbs because I can't you know they don't recommend that. Um, but it's very low. Like I'm limited on how much I can have in a day. I remember you and, were even uh, like watching your caffeine too, weren't you? Like watching your caffeine intake at some point. Yeah. Um, well, I think just pregnancy overall they just recommend that you don't have over a certain amount of caffeine um you know i think it's like 100 milligrams or maybe 200 which you know is like they don't recommend having more than it's like cups of coffee um you know maybe like eight ounces to 10 ounces of coffee Mm -hmm. 
no more than two cups, you know. So I, um, you know, cut cut that out mostly. Like, I might have some stuff that might have minimum, um, like, you know, decaf coffee, which even though it's decaffeinated, it still has a little bit of caffeine. Yeah. I might do some tea sometimes, but um, definitely I've cut that down. Okay. So let me ask you, Nikki. So what were some of the things that you did that you think might have helped you to get pregnant at an advanced age? Were there any like routines or changes that you made? Yeah. So I think first for me was getting emotionally prepared. Mm. And I think that first baby losing that first pregnancy helped me get in that um, ready state. Mm. The next thing was that baby also helped me move out of an over 100 year old house and um leaving an unsafe neighborhood a house that required a lot of work it had serious complications but like I moved into a place that was moving ready easy Mm -hmm. and that really mentally prepared me um last thing was a physical thing um, I, I think I have a, a wheat allergy and I was like reacting badly, like my throat was closing. Oh. So, yeah, I, uh, I stopped eating wheat like immediately, like right after losing that baby. And then I just decided, you know, I'm just going to lose weight. I stopped with sugar. I stopped with caffeine. Um, and I started running again. I, I got a treadmill. And so <clears throat> that with... How many stairs is in this new house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that really helped me yeah. lose the weight. Okay. Um, and I think that, seriously, me and my partner and I, my husband and I, we booked three vacations all back to back. And we were like, we're, this, is the, this is the time we're going to get pregnant. We're going to be happy, <laughs> stress-free. <laughs> and we just made it simple. And I, I seriously think we got it on the first try, honestly. Wow. Oh. And, yeah, and stress free like that's that's key because right. when the body is experiencing a lot of stress it can be really difficult for women to get pregnant in that stage of stress mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah stress free self care taking vacations that's actually really good just being yeah, like we emotionally were, ready yeah we we totally had fun at the beach every day like it was, <laughs> it was awesome that's good. <laughs> For me, I feel like I was doing all the things. Like, I was doing, like, so many things. Only because I was like, oh, well, I'm getting older. I've never been pregnant before in my life. And then I'm like, and it's not like I hadn't necessarily tried, you know, because in the past, it's like my husband and I, like, we tried. It just never happened. And then, so this time I was, like, getting older. I was just like, okay, I'm not even sure if I can even have kids at this point. I was just kind of skeptical after a while And so I was like, well, let me see what are some things I can do. So first I started taking the prenatal vitamins like way early because I was like, well, you know, they say if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, you know. (laughs) So so I was like, okay, let me just start taking prenatal vitamins. I actually started taking prenatal vitamins like two years ago, just about. And that was just I just incorporated that into my regular routine. I was like, let me just start taking those. And then I started looking up some products from Dr. Sabi. Um, he's got a website, Dr. Sabi Cell Food. There's a lot of like knockoff, like bootleg products that are available for Dr. Sabi. So I did my due diligence to find one that looked legitimate. 
and Dr. Yeah. Sebi sell food. And I remember some of his family members were even on the Breakfast Club doing an interview, and um, they were very um, into natural, holistic medicines and natural foods from the earth and all these kind of things. And so I figured it must be them continuing on the product line and the website. So I felt like it was a trusted site. So I was like, okay, so let me see what kind of products that Dr. Sebi has. So there's actually a product that is like a, it's like a uterine wash. Well, so I tried it. It's herbs. So there was a couple of things. Cause first I started taking the pill form and it's for, um, it's called Estro. And um, in no way am I sponsored by Dr. Sebi Cell Food. I'm not selling this stuff to anybody, but it's just something that I was just like, well, let me just try it just as a proactive measure to get my body ready so that I could have a child one day just in case there's something going on with me. Like, I don't know if there is, but I am getting older, never been pregnant before. Even when I've kind of tried, just never got pregnant. So I was just like, well, let me just see what I can do. So I started taking the pill version of Estro and it's just like natural herbs. I think it's also got like sea moss and things like that and stuff too. So I tried taking those. I just incorporated that into my like regular vitamin routine every day. They were kind of pricey. So some of the um, women on the website, they were reviewing the pills. They said they really liked it, but some also said that they really liked the uterine wash. So it's kind of like a douche. It's like a herbal douche. Now, a lot of women are saying like you shouldn't be douching these days and all that with the vinegar and the water, like the old school douche. But this one is like actual herbs that you brew and you steep it. You add a little tea tree oil and then you have to get your own like little douche bottle. So you could use it like um, once a week. Um, It could actually help you. If you have PCOS, some of the ladies were putting on the reviews that helped regulate their periods when they had PCOS and their symptoms. Um, some of the ladies were saying it was helping them get pregnant when they were using that and um, supposed to alleviate some of the cramps. Now, I didn't have any remedy for the cramps that I was having when I was still having my period using that. So that part didn't necessarily help, but it's supposed to help you if you have yeast infections and can clear it up. Um, it's actually supposed to promote wetness like lubrication down there so that's like an added benefit yeah so i was just like okay well let me just try out this uterine wash see what kind of benefits i can get you know it's supposed to like cleanse you out how long have you been using that like do you like attribute that then like at least a like part of why you you're able to maybe so because honestly it's because i started i started taking that i started using the uterine wash like maybe at the beginning of the year like of last year like around January let's say I started using the uterine wash and I was using it once a month and you know what the month that I actually conceived I just so happened to not use it that month only because I just I didn't get to it I intended on using it I just didn't so I just so happened to actually conceive that one month that I did not use it so I don't know so I don't know I don't know but that's how how I'm sorry how were your emotions during that time when you've conceived I was actually feeling pretty good I was happy like I was I was not stressed out I had like a lot of ups and downs going on in my personal life a lot of shenanigans Mm -hmm. going on but I was actually like happy for the most part I was like pretty content feeling good I was working out you know um try to keep like a good diet for the most part but I was just keeping myself occupied, learning. I'm in school, you know, so I'm always just getting some more knowledge, just edifying myself. So that always helps me feel good that I'm doing something for the mind. 
increasing really? my knowledge. So I was actually like feeling really happy, feeling really good. I'm pretty calm and content, even though like everything in my life wasn't like totally perfect, but I wasn't stressed out about it. I was kind of just accepting what was going on, um, humbling myself really honestly over the past six months, I would say, because again, just being really planned, it's like, it's just tough for me to deal with uncertain things and things that aren't, aren't necessarily going my way. And I was like stressed out like last summer, for example, but over the past five, six months, I was like, you know what? Things aren't necessarily going my way, but I don't have a lot of control over everything that's happening. I'm just doing what I can. So I'm just fine with everything. It is what it is. It's like kind of like surrendering to God. Like, let me just surrender to what God is doing right now because there's right. really nothing else I can do. So I was actually pretty chill, easygoing, feeling pretty good, feeling pretty content. And then, you know what? Even when I was taking the um, Estro pills, I was actually feeling pretty happy um, during that time too. Oh, That's one thing I could say too. Like even though it didn't alleviate any cramps or anything like that, I was just, like typically in a pretty good mood though. Didn't really have any mood swings or negative mood or anything like that um, during my period. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So did that, but yeah, but again, I just so happened to conceive that one month that I did not do the uterine wash. So I don't know if that helped to prepare me, or just not using it was the key. All of a sudden, I don't know. Can't really say, but I was even tracking. I was even tracking my ovulation because I have the P tracker app and I was tracking like when I was most fertile, tracking when I was ovulating. So like I knew mm-hmm. I can even pinpoint like it was either this day or that day <laughs> when mm-hmm. I conceived because I know for sure I was ovulating then. So, yeah, so, so it, was pretty, it was pretty interesting. So I was able to conceive that way. So I think. I think some women that are our age, it's like they just think there's no hope. They just think it's over. They're too old. You know, I don't don't think that's necessarily the case. So I just want to give some hope. And, you know, and that's what some of the ladies, even in the reviews for the products, they're like, keep trying, ladies, because it happened for me. You know, so I think that I think that's like a good message just to tell people, like, keep on trying. There are some women, unfortunately, that they just know at this point they're unable to have children um but if you are in that doubtful stage and you didn't necessarily get that diagnosis then yeah i mean keep on trying do everything to get yourself mentally healthy emotionally healthy and ready and then physical things too. get your body right get your diet right yeah you know do everything that you can to you know prepare your body as that vessel you know and you can't be stressed stress Stress free self-care exactly yeah i think that yeah and then there's there's the thing too like you know um you know, there's other, you know, methods if you, if you, you know, really are, you know, wanting to try and, you know, it, it's it not working, you know, um, you can still, um, you know, conceive. There's other ways, you know, you have to, if you have to go through IVF or, you know, start taking hormones or something like, you know, a lot of people think negative about that, but even like when I was kind of looking into it, my doctor was suggested at some point, even if, you know, um, I wanted to, cause like I said, I, I you know, we were really wanting to try for the girl and stuff and, um, you know, thinking that our age was a hindrance, but, you know, it does cut down, but it's, it's not significant. Um, and it's not impossible, you know, unless you, you know, have that, that diagnosis, like, no, that's, you know, not possible for you to be able to do that. But, um, you know, don't give up if that's really something that you want. Like you said, just prepare yourself. Um, you know, that, um, mental and physical, preparation is is important you know i think by what we all were kind of saying we had to you know in some way kind of do do something to get our our bodies right right. and then you know 
you know, emotionally prepare um, for it as well. So Yeah, so there are a few things yeah. that women can do, either the hormones or they can start doing the IVF or they can even get a surrogate. Mm-hmm. If you got the money to do that, that's another option as well. And then, you know, some people were even telling me like, oh, well, you know, if you're a certain age and you haven't had a children, you know, any children yet, like you can always adopt. And I was yeah. like, nah, I ain't gonna lie. I was just like, nah, I'm good. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't need a kid that bad. Like, I ain't really trying to adopt, you know, so uh, no disrespect to the kids that need to be adopted right now. Um, God bless you. I hope you get into a happy, supportive home. Don't want to get into what's going on in the adoption homes. It's like a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But um, but yeah, but there are other options, you know. But I do want to give some some glimmer of comfort to the women who do have a difficult time getting pregnant or just know that they're unable to get pregnant. Like, for example, somebody told me that they had fibroids. And I know that could be really difficult to get pregnant because oftentimes they, they grow when you get pregnant. It, become, it becomes really concerning to even try to attempt to have a child if you have fibroids or other things going on. So although I am not a perfect saint, I will say that you don't necessarily need to have kids. Like that's something that like our flesh desires, but spiritually it's like you don't really need to have a child. You know, you can find fulfillment in your life in other ways. You know, and it's like whatever you can do to kind of balance those feelings, like just that's you that really wants to have a child, but your life can be totally full and happy without having a kid. So it's like, don't put that pressure on yourself to get pregnant, especially if you know you're having difficult times. It's really challenging. And I know it's not going to be easy. I think women are always going to feel some kind of way about not having kids, not being able to get pregnant, but just know yeah, that, you know, you, you are still loved. Like you are still cared. Like you are not forsaken. You know, it's okay. Like you can find lots of fulfillment in your life. Even if you don't have kids, like there's nowhere that says you got to have a kid or else you're not a woman or anything like that. Like that's made yeah. up, you know? Mm-hmm. So just have some comfort in that. You can, you can still have a very fulfilling life. Um, and for those that do have fibroids, don't be afraid to, keep trying because i have three growing fibroids bigger than the baby itself so it it does it can happen yeah even if you do have fibroids well that's that's good to know that is good to know wow okay how how are they how are they treating that with you nikki like because this pregnancy which was new with me was that i had a um ovarian cyst and it was big for a, for a while. They were kind of concerned at first, but then they're like, okay, this is no, no tumor. It's, you know, a cyst. And I was just, you know, finding it very interesting. It was causing extra pain, but they they were concerned, um, you know, about the, the pregnancy. They didn't have to do any extra medical stuff. Did they, um, were they, are they concerned with you? Is Are you considered, like, more high risk because of that? Or I'm pretty sure I am. Um, however, they've been keeping track of them like measuring them every time I have an ultrasound and I might even be having more ultrasounds than um most people Mm -hmm. most pregnant women um but the doctor is telling me when they when they grow fast like that that they tend to like hollow out and die off especially when the baby gets bigger Mm -hmm. and so I kind of trust what he's saying I mean doing my own research it, it seems to be true but yeah um they if they have to give me like a cesarean instead of having a natural birth, then I might be 
doing that. But that's so far. That's the other. That's the only plan. I asked about diets. I asked about all kinds of stuff, but they seem to not have anything. Um, but that's modern medicine. I might be going the natural route, going to see a, a naturopathic or maybe even a Chinese doctor, just uh-huh. because they have different methods for things. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. Right now, we're going to take a pause for a music break. we got a special request coming up right here. And I'm going to hit you with a double dose. So keep it locked right here. It's the First Fighters Podcast at thegodcollection.com.
from that music break you just heard Jodeci Forever My Lady and before that you heard Baby 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 by TLC for the right occasion of course because we are having a baby 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 now I'm here with NJ and Nikki and we were just talking about the joys of pregnancy and motherhood let me ask about the sex of the baby because NJ <laughs> you said <Mm-mm>. this is <laughs> This, this is like honestly like one of the questions that they ask you when you go to your first prenatal appointments because they're just trying to do like a mental health check on you and they want to they want to know it's like were you happy about the sex of your baby so this oh, is your no, I, was not, I know i was so let me tell you i don't even i don't even know if i want to confess out loud how bad i was when i found out i was having this the way um, just because now I've accepted it and I'm like, okay, he's, I, I'm familiar with boys, so I'm not even like tripping anymore. I'm like, this is my, this is my little new booski. But <laughs> like I said, we were trying for the girl and, um, yeah. And so like we were talking about like, planning and stuff too. Me and my husband, we were like trying to do things that, you know, typically would get you a girl from what we read on the internet. Uh, I mean, like certain positions or, you know, making sure it's like certain amount of days after ovulation and not doing too much around certain. So we were trying like real hard to stick within these these guidelines. I had really gotten into like this manifestation thing. Like I said, a lot of personal stuff was kind of going on, which I was like, okay, God, I know I'm going to need a daughter at some point because I was like helping my mom, my grandma and I was like I don't know if any you know her grand her sons and none of my uncles or anything like that would have been able to help and I think like if I had a brother I'm like we would have really been doing so I was like I'm, I need a daughter and I was just like Lord I was like so you know when I ended up getting pregnant I was like oh my gosh I was certain that it was gonna be a girl like I just like knew it and um you absolutely have no control over that unless you're trying to do like you know gender selection unless you like have control over it right but (laughs) yeah when I uh I was definitely nervous before I found out you know being of advanced maternal age right we can find out a little bit earlier through your um blood test if if you want to and of course I wanted to so I want to know and uh you know and they make sure there's no like genetic abnormalities or you know anything kind of going on either um and you could figure that out early on but yeah um I found out at like I think it was uh 11 12 weeks and I mean for a couple of days I was honestly like really devastated um I don't know I it was just really it was like I was so certain because I was like this is how this is gonna go out and I know that, and I know my husband was too, because he actually wants a girl as well. He's been wanting a girl. That's the first one that we had together since then. But um, yeah, it, it, he was more accepting of it. He was like, "Yeah, cool," and you know, we grow the the basketball team and stuff. But I'm like, man, you know, pregnancy's hard. You know, by that time, I was getting sick all the damn time. Was, sorry, all the time, and. Um, going through all the the hormonal changes and all this stuff I was like okay this better be worth it (laughs) this better be a girl and then I found out it was and I'm like oh my gosh like it was it was it was a little devastating um you know I took my time and you know I had to um mourn uh, you know uh, uh, the idea of having a daughter a little bit um because you know honestly this is my my fourth kid I don't 
think I'll either be able to or I really don't want to, you know, try to go through pregnancy again. It's really hard. Um, <laughs> it's tough on the body, um, you know, mentally, physically, um, you know, um, and it's just there's this struggle and, you know, money-wise out here, you know, having all these kids trying to take care of and, you know, finding, you know, balance with life. And, um, yeah, it was, yeah. it was just kind of like one of those things like, okay, I had to like try to mourn the daughter and, you know, kind of accept what's going on. And, you know, it was a few days there and I was just like, like really kind of depressed about it. But like I said, it was, it was time to kind of get over that, you know, I have my other boys and I can't change it, you know, and I definitely wasn't, you know, although I was thinking like, oh, maybe I don't want to have a baby, I don't want to have a boy or anything like that. But ultimately, I was like, I'm not going to try to terminate a pregnancy just because, you know, he's a boy, you know, I know it can happen in other countries or whatever. And I was just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not. So I'm accepting and that's another boy that's another boy another boy your fourth one i mean that and that's real you know i know a lot of people would probably even discourage you from even saying that but i mean those are real emotions that you were having oh yeah um so what can you say like say for example your new little baby boy like what kind of words of joy and wonderment can you say now (laughs) about your fourth baby boy well the the thing that i was kind of glad well when i first found out i was pregnant i was like i don't want any boy energy so i was like getting rid of all of like (laughs) (laughs) my my baby blankets like all the baby clothes and stuff because i had like kept them because you know my my other sons and stuff and i was like no keep it because you never know but i was like no i don't care i was like i don't want another boy and i was like trying to you know get rid of stuff but um, I, I did have a little bit of sense about me and I was like, just in case. And so, you know, um, <laughs> I, um, at least have some preparation now. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I was like, well, we don't have to like worry about clothes or, you know, have all the toys and stuff like that for, you know, little boys. So I was like, at least, you know, that's, that's like a, <laughs> a thing. Um, but it, it is, you know, I mean, like I said, unless you like, we're able to really control it, which we can't, then it's just one of those things like, you know, accept it. And I'm familiar with the boys and, you know, I know I'm having my hands full. And, um, so I'm not, you know, I mean, I know every kid is going to be different. And, um, yeah, I have a, a lot of experience with my, my other boys. So I'm just like, okay, I'm a little more like prepared than, you know, know, know what's going on. So I'm not going to be overwhelmed or, you know, underwhelmed or anything like that. It's like, okay. Yeah, you're like so an I have expert. My other boy. Yeah, and then, you know, like a lot of, especially like doctors too, that have like sons and daughters. So like boys always, they, they love their mamas. So you're not going to be missing for that. And I was like, yeah, I know that because, you know, I, I get my little, my little man snuggles all the time and it's, <laughs> It's uh, definitely like, okay, you know, I could tell when they, you know, get older, they're still going to be mama's boys and there's not going to be any love lost. And, you know, like, I'm just, you know, I'll have a little man around. So, yeah. How did you find out? It was the NIPS test or what did you do? Yeah, yeah, the um, genetic screening. Right. Um, And then they have the the, um, uh, sex, like, the gender 
with that as well. So that's how I found out. Yeah, I did the screening. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they do two kind. I can't remember what the other one was called, but I, I know that I think that was the NPT, one that they did. Um, so you can have that as early as nine weeks. Okay. And, uh, you know, they just make sure that there, there's no, you know, abnormalities with the, the uh, fetus or anything like that. Now, what about so you, I, Nikki? I, like, how did you, well, yeah, how did you feel when you found out the sex of your baby? Nikki. Oh, no, yeah, I don't know it. You don't know yet? <laughs> Hold on. So are you, are you waiting? Yeah, I just did the NIPS test last week. Um, on Friday, and so um, I did the genetic testing, and they lost my test. What? What? Yeah, yeah. I have a thing with. Uh, I'm gonna get my money back with that. What? Yeah. But this, this is the second one. This is the NIPS test, huh? and and so I will know either in a couple of days or next week. Okay. Oh. I don't know. Wow. It feels like a boy. It feels like that, but you know, I don't know. Like we both want a girl and we both want a boy. I, I really right. have no clue, but it seems easier to for me, my upbringing to bond with a boy, but I really want that girl for the connection that I never had with my mom or my grandma or anything. Mm-hmm. So I really want a girl too, but if I end up just having one child, I, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I might end up wanting the other sex, but we'll see. Well, we'll see. It's pretty early for me. So and my next appointment isn't until like a month because I actually had to reschedule because I would have went to the doctor like in the next few days. But my partner really wants to come with me because the next appointment is going to be like the ultrasound and everything. Yeah. And so by the time we can get our schedules together, it's like they had to push the appointment all the way out to like March. So, yeah, so we'll do the ultrasound, and I'm sure we'll find out the sex of the baby then. So I still have some time, but we'll see. Did you do, did you, have you done an ultrasound, though? Have they done, like, the confirmation and everything? No, like, it was going to be, it's going to be on the next appointment. So, so yeah, so now it's, like, delayed, because I'm, like, dang, because my appointment would have been, like, on the, I think it would have been tomorrow, actually, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it would have been within yeah, the next few days. But yeah, but we pushed it back. And I was just like, oh, they're like, oh, the next appointment we have is in March, whatever. I was like, oh, oh dang. Right? So I was just like, ah. And I'm like, is that okay? Like, can I wait until March to see the doctor again? Like, am I right? They're like, well, are you having any pain? Like, are you <laughs> are you having any problems? I was like, no. And they're like, okay, that's fine. I was just like, okay. It's yeah. easier on the pocketbook. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, well, let me just wait then. So, yeah, so I'm going to just wait. So, so I've got some time. But, yeah, that, I'm kind of looking forward to the ultrasound. I had a dream, actually, last night that my stomach was looking kind of weird around my belly button. And then I just felt like in the dream I saw, like, the little imprint of the baby. It was like a <laughs> ultrasound imprint image on my stomach. Oh, cool. On your stomach? <laughs> <laughs> on my stomach. Yeah, it was such a weird dream. And I was just like, oh, look at the little baby. I was like, that is a that is a topic and a half. Dreams while you're yes. pregnant. Oh, my I was just goodness. about to say, like, get ready. Because <laughs> I, I still remember dreams, like, for each of my pregnancies that really? I had. That because they were so crazy. Like, why does it seem, like, so either, like, real or, like, it'd be stuff that, you for me, it'd be like, 
I do throughout the day or like a TV show that I would watch and I would have a dream about be like being in that TV show like I was like house hunters <laughs> and like I had a full-on dream that night like I was on the house hunter show and house hunting and like going through this beautiful home like I can remember these dreams so vividly pregnancy dreams are insanity yeah <laughs> I had another dream I- that I was on an elevator like me and my partner we got on an elevator with two other people and then they waited until we got on and the door closed to say that they were stuck on the elevator couldn't get out and I was just like oh now oh. you tell us yeah <laughs> and it's like and in the elevator it's like we were we went to the 55th floor or something but then it's oh, like the, the doors wouldn't open so oh. we were just stuck on the elevator yeah so like I looked up like the dream interpretation I was like, what does that mean? So they're saying if you go up to like high or whatever on the, in an elevator, that means like you're like rising to wealth or something. I was like, yes, wealth, come on. I'll take it. (laughs) But then they're like, if you're stuck on the elevator, like the doors won't open. That means like you're stuck, like in life where you feel like stuck in a situation or something. I was like, ah, dang. Oh man, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) Wow. I think just take the the dreams with a grain of salt. I just think just take it with your, your brain is just like, what the heck's going on all those like my body is like not acting right there's something foreign here and <laughs> everything's all, just on a thousand so. <laughs> oh my god so nikki so have you guys like picked names like for either gender like have you started on like the whole name process yet we have um we have if it's a girl um shauna Okay. You know, like, Aww. you know, like, Sean is my husband, and so Shauna. Mm-hmm. Michaela or Nevaeh. Um, and then if it's a boy, Nico is like Nicholas. It's Italian. Mm-hmm. Nicholas or Nicholas, but that would be, you know, for Nicole. And then Mateo would be like a Latin for my grandfather. Oh. Um, Sasha, Ethan, Anita. Okay, got a lot of options. Those are are what I got. Got a lot of options. I like a Mateo. I actually know a Mateo. Shout out Mateo out there. (laughs) He's on um, the latest season of Grownish. So shout out to him. Very nice guy. Uh, Yeah, so, okay, so NJ, so I know you were telling me like a couple of names. Did you guys decide on a name? Yeah, so we're having uh, our our little one's going to be named Jaira. And um, so it's the David Cole Jehovah Jaira that God will provide. Um, so we name him Jaira. We don't have a middle name. Um, I re- have been refusing <laughs> my husband's middle name selections because he's a <laughs> dork, and I'm like I'm not. So he has his his visions, and I've I've given in to them to a certain degree. Um, so we have all J's. All of our boys' names start with J's. And um, he, when we met, he would when I had you know, I had this son prior to meeting him and his name is Jordan. So he was like, Oh, it's like perfect because I, you know, I want to have kids and I want their name to start with Jay. So, you know, he's already like my son. But anyway, so he, he wanted a Jax jazz and, um, Jax jazz. And what else did he want? I can't remember. But anyway, so he wanted, he wanted the three names and, and we kind of like worked it out. Um, but, for this one because we we didn't have our girl that jazz was supposed to be jasmine and we were thinking just have a boy named jazz um but i did, i don't know i just didn't really i wasn't settled on that and then he likes um x-men 
in you know comic books and stuff. So he kept thinking like Professor X. He was like Xavier. So um, like that's where we got my first. Uh, well, our first kid, my my middle, um, his middle name is Xavier. And so um, we sit on that. My uh, the baby right now his middle name is nicholas which is for for me and so now with gyra because i i was the one that kind of picked out the name he wants to do like a comic book like uh <laughs> i don't know who is magneto it's like maximus or something oh my or, goodness okay um yeah and he's throwing them out there and i'm like i don't <laughs> he's know he's just throwing the names out <laughs> <I'm> like, okay <laughs> He was like, I want a name, man, because you picked the gyro. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, though, if I want to do, like, a Maximus or Max. And he was like, well, just name him Danger. Danger? no. (laughs) Well, he said, you say Danger is my middle name. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, (laughs) let's not do that. The grandmothers will not approve, especially. I love Uh, it. Look, you know what? His name selections are always amazing to me. I just love it. Love it. I'm behind it 100%. I was like, he likes Superman. So I was thinking Kaleo, because Kaleo is Superman's real name. Mm -hmm. But he he doesn't want to give in on that. He's like, I didn't come up with that. You like Superman. Like, I want to come up with a name. Okay. All right. Respect. Okay. But now, it's Jaira. We have a Jaira. Okay. Shout out Jaira. <laughs> What's up? Okay. Now, we have not talked about names at all. Like, I think we're just waiting for the sex first. Before. So, are you, are you trying to find out as soon as possible? Or are you like, because typically you'd wait until you're like 20 week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'll be around that. Yeah. I'll pretty much be around that time by the time my mm-hmm. next appointment comes up. So. We'll we'll pick names then. So right now, all I know is that you're not supposed to call the baby it. So <laughs> that's something that I had to kind of get like adjusted to because I feel like I feel like it didn't really hit me just yet that I'm like pregnant for real. Because I'm like, um, there's a baby. Um, I don't know what to what to say about it. Or, you know. So. But then I was reading like these child abuse and neglect books. Uh, she said, don't call it. Yeah, don't call the baby it. So I was well, just like, I mean, oh, okay. of course, when the baby's here, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know. I don't even know. Okay, so we talked about diet like a little bit, but I know like over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about like what are some of the things that we can and cannot eat anymore. I know, Nikki, like you have a sweet tooth. Like, what's going on with that? Because now mine is starting to kick in. I've been eating cinnamon rolls. Oh. I've been just having like all kinds of like chocolate. Oh, I had this chocolate croissant. It's like the best Mm-mm. purchase I've made in my life. <laughs> okay, so what's going on these days, Nikki? Like, what are you eating? Oh my goodness. Um, so I've been trying to back away from like processed stuff and been diving more into fruit. Like yes. I have a mango, mm-hmm. a nectarine, Love bananas, it. and uh, grapes. But mm-hmm. it was hard. Like I was craving <laughs> ice cream, donuts, yes. soda. Love donuts. You know, yeah, but I was getting totally uh, bad acid reflux. So yeah. I backed off. I don't have any acid reflux anymore, That's and so good. I feel pretty good and my energy's up. So I think that was a smart choice. However, yeah. I don't know why I keep craving the the sweets. Like I don't want anything but fruit. Like, I, love, you know? I love fruit. I feel like I can have all kinds of fruit and vegetables and not have mm-hmm. any bad like acid reflux or anything like that. 
Right. Yeah. I I totally feel like some meals, like my dinner today was just fruit. (laughs) I love a fruit salad. And then I put a little whipped cream on it. I ain't gonna lie. Do add a little little whipped cream. (laughs) Nice little touch. Pasteurized, of course. Ultra pasteurized whipped cream. I just... I'm afraid of that gestational diabetes. diabetes. Yeah, I'm really scared of that. So <clears throat> I just I'm I'm trying to wean myself off to just veggies, yeah. you know. But I I don't know if I could do it. It's been hard. It's especially when I was sick, because I would get sick. As soon as I eat something sweet, it would be like uh, postponing it a little bit. So i you know, eat something else sweet and then it postpones some of the feeling of being sick. Yeah. And then, so I don't know, hopefully I don't get sick again. Hopefully not. I'm getting tired yeah. of ginger stuff. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm just going to, it <laughs> helps, but I'm like, I'm getting so tired of the taste of ginger things. I'm like, oh my wow. gosh, like somebody please come and help me. I do pepper, peppermint. Peppermint? Um, yeah. Peppermint or um, root beer. Yeah, the right among you guys just reminded me I needed to check my my blood sugar. Um, yeah, like um, chai, like those spices and stuff like that too. Oh, um, yes, yes, the chai. yeah, you can like switch switch it up. Like I know you do like a decaf type of chai, um, but it's mostly like just like the cinnamon, the cardamom, the anise, okay. and stuff. So um, those and. Um, then you can put like a little bit of ginger and it kind of meshes with those flavors a little bit. So it kind of dull it out, but it's still like good for your digestive system and stuff. Yeah. I got these totally been having that every morning, every mm-hmm. morning. Chai. Chai. It really does. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So what's the best like way to get some chai? Cause I, I never like buy my own. I usually like, I would go to Starbucks and get a chai tea latte, but that's the only kind of chai I would ever get. <laughs> so what, how else can I consume some chai? Where can I purchase the good chai? What do I do? You can get the regular, um, like, the separate spices, like she's saying, or you can get it from Costco. They have a big bag mix. That's what I use. It's a bag of mixed chai? Yeah, you get oh. hot water. Okay. You put in a couple of scoops, mm-hmm. and there's your chai. Okay. I've, I've done it the hard way, like cooking the spices and all that. <laughs> that's, that's time consuming. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's totally easy. your thing. Cooking the freaking organic whatevers, everything. <laughs> Every day, three days a week, you're I like used, Martha Stewart. I used to get the uh, a chai mix from Sam's okay. um, oh, Club, and it, it is like probably like my favorite mix. Like, mm-hmm. in there, like you said, just add water or like a little bit of milk in it. It was wonderful, but that at this point has too much sugar for me. Oh, really? Um, well, you just get like the, the regular tea bags from the store, okay. like the stash, or stashy, I think this was. Okay, yeah, stash. I know what you mean. Yeah, so they okay. have a, a good chai, or um, you can get like the pre-concentrated uh, blends. Like, just get it with the with. Well, I guess you could do the sugar. I wouldn't be able to, um, and you know, you could do that. Um, uh, I forget. There's one that's like. Um, I mean, I'm sure like even like Lipton has some, you know, okay. kind of chai versions out there. So you I mean you can get the bags as well. Okay, I'm gonna go um, for the I'm chai. Sure. Because I am so over this ginger stuff. Like, let me tell you. Oh, my God. So I um, actually got into this um, 
he brand and i have to like look i can't really remember it's like empress tea and then there's another tea brand and she's actually based in california i really like her i just can't remember right now because pregnancy brain um and, and it is a little expensive but the chai that they they have um through the company i'll probably see if i can look that up is really good and um it's just like loose tea leaves mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll i'll send that information to you okay. but yeah that, that that that's a really good and i like chai because it's it's t- technically kind of like a black tea um, but you add uh, milk to it, so that kind of gives me like my little, you know, um, little oh, kind of yeah, my, my little caffeine boost um, when you know, um, and it's okay. Like I say, if you have like a little bit, just a little bit, and you know, moderation. Okay. And then I can uh, I use whole cream. I don't, I don't do like creamers or anything like that. Okay. And um, and um, monk fruit sweetener, and so that make sure like my carbs are really low on that and it's 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 really good okay i'm gonna have to try that out okay so let me ask you guys this so what's the best way to break the news to your friends and family like should i just send my parents this podcast like how do you (laughs) what's the best way to break the news do you think they're gonna listen no they're probably actually not even gonna listen to this honestly so i'm like okay i still have some time to break the news I don't know because it's, it's your your first with them. So I was thinking like, yeah, they might like, oh my gosh, but I don't know. For me, I'm like you. I I know they'll be super excited, you know. So I think it's kind of, you know, make it a little more special for them. You know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know what Alina told me? And- she was just like, um, send like a a package of like cinnamon rolls with a mm-hmm. note saying there's a bun in the oven. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I think that's something like, like that. You think that'll work? Good, yeah, like something like that, or like um, yeah, like send like a, I don't like yeah, like a, a box of like a, yeah, some rolls <laughs> or something yeah, like yeah. that with uh-huh. some like little little Mardi Gras babies in them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, now how about you, Nikki? Like, what was the, like? Have you told all of your friends and family, or like, were you kind of nervous to tell anybody? Like, how was that? So. I was nervous due to the, the previous miscarriage, so I waited a long time to tell a lot of people. Okay. I told, like, two people mm-hmm. on my end. Mm-hmm. Sean told, like, two or three people on his end. Mm-hmm. And then we just pretty much waited until we knew for sure it was past three months, past yeah. that. And then we put a before, what was it called? Um, uh, how it started and how it's going. Uh-huh. So okay. how it started was like a bunch of vacation pictures <laughs> and then how it's going was the ultrasound <laughs> picture. So okay, that's nice. um, people got a kick out of that. Okay. That's yeah. a cute idea. I did. I saw that. I was like, I, I, I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that vacation must've been real fun. At first I was like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that was really cute. I I wasn't gonna tell nobody. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was, well, I was just gonna like let, you know, like you know, make you know, my parent parents and stuff like that, like our immediate family and stuff. No, um, 
but I wasn't gonna like kind of like do like an announcement or anything like that. And then me and Clinton were talking, and it was like, well, we did it for the other boys, and he's you know not less worthy just because he's the fourth kid. We don't want to treat him like uh, you know, it's been there, done that, like whatever. And so I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and you know let's do the Facebook announcement. But you know, I. I wasn't really, like, nervous about telling anybody because I think our parents, especially, like, his mom, my mom kind of just was like, yeah, when are you guys going to have, when is the other one coming? Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> I, I think they knew we were, like, you know, wanted to, you know, try for the girl. They were just like, okay, well, when are you going to do it? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really, I kind of just didn't want to really say anything at first, but then it was just like a five months along and you know like a lot of people just kind of were like you know what's going on <laughs> and it was like oh you're pregnant so a lot of people just kind of like fell into figuring it out anyways so i was like all right well let's go ahead and so i'm just pacing myself on. yeah I, i'm just pacing myself with the whole thing i think um i probably like make an official announcement to like the people who have not listened to the podcast like i'll probably tell them after the ultrasound um, it's kind of hard to like contain it at this point because now I just feel like telling people. But I'm like, yeah, I hope. mean, you you kind of have it out in the airways. I mean, it's now. out there now. Because like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking, because I'm like, okay, I wonder who is going to like who that like really knows me knows me like personally like who is going to listen to this podcast and hear it'd about be it. everybody. You'd be like, okay, <laughs> now I'd be like, this is the one that you're like listening to. Like this is the know, like after. if I haven't listened to any other episode, like I I heard that one. <laughs> I, I think it depends on what you title this as, you know, how catchy of a title it is. So if you put pregnancy in there, then people might get curious. I can yeah. guarantee that my parents are not, I doubt it. My parents are not going to find out <laughs> until I verbally tell them myself or send them um, them cinnamon rolls. Okay. So, so let's talk about support then, because I know like I told a couple of people just kind of early on. Because I felt like I just wanted some support from some ladies and I just wanted to tell a, f a few close um, people and one of my new friends that I'm making, um, I just happened to talk to her about it. And then I told you two and just one other person um, aside from my partner. So like for NJ, like what's your level of support like like from your partner? Because I know you were even telling me that you wish that you, you kind of have a wish list from your partner and it's kind of difficult for you right now like what are some of the things like supportive things that you wish you could have right now oh that's deep <laughs> i think it's just you know being so uh like just hormonal and vulnerable and um just in like all these different kinds of spaces we both have a lot of like stressors kind of you know going on and you know especially with the countdown now um i think it's you know important to you know it support each other you know as you know best as we can you know i um going through a lot like i said it's a, it's a lot harder on my body um, and especially with the first, my first trimester with having that hyperemesis, I was hospitalized, um, because I, you know, was just vomiting and, and bedridden for a lot of that time. I, I couldn't really do anything. So he had to pick up a lot of the, the stress. So I think that, that support is, um, 
definitely helpful and necessary. Um, but even then, you know, he could get, you know, burnt out and then, you know, stressed on the back end. It's like, okay, you have to do a lot and pick up a, a lot more. Um, so I think, you know, that understanding of, okay, that's just what, you know, I got to do is, is definitely helpful. Um, so I, I just, you know, having a, as far as, you know, your partner goes, you know, significant other uh, to be a good support system and really understanding emotionally and physically what you're going through. Um, you know, you're growing a human being inside of your body. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it, it takes a lot. And even though it, you know, because you're not necessarily seeing it a hundred percent all the time, I mean, unless you're like, you know, getting really, getting really big and showing and stuff like that. But, you know, it's still there and it can still be difficult. So just kind of understanding that and, and being a support, um, because you, and, you know, for me, you know, I'm not able to do a lot of stuff, like a lot of cleaning, a lot of getting up, a lot of moving around. Um, you know, I can't walk a long time without, then at some point, like my, you know, pelvic muscles hurting, I need a belly band, um, or, you know, getting like super nauseated or hot, you know, so it's a, it's a struggle. So it's just someone who understands that and can support that. And really, I don't want to say like baby you, but kind of, you know, like, okay, you know, like, you know, you, you, let me make sure that I'm, you know, have that fortitude and that strength to be able to to take care of those things because that's what you're going to have to kind of do to, to stand up. And just as far as, um, you know, other family members go, like my mom's definitely been very helpful. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of, you know, going on. And, um, you know, she's, as far as her stepping up, you know, helping with grandkids, like we, you know, lost a vehicle and, and now, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, we're struggling with that, but she was able to come and help us make sure that, the, you know, give us rides or give the kids rides to school or, you know, um, be able to kind of take me to appointments and, um, you know, just be that support system, you know, getting phone calls and encouragement. She's, she's, you know, very excited and, you know, kind of hyping me up even a little more at times, you know, but, um, just to know that she's there and, you know, always getting me clothes and looking at baby stuff already. So, um, you know, I think that's definitely helped emotionally too, because, you know, um, you know, besides like the gender stuff, it is very like emotionally kind of draining there too. So it's good to know like you have that support and people that come and like uplift you and encourage you and give you, you know, that positive energy. Uh, I think that's just, I think that's the key is just the, the positive energy and the understanding, help and support is, you know, to surround yeah yourself with that yeah it's really helpful now what about you nikki like do you have a wish list that you wish your partner or your family or friends can give to you or do you feel like you're getting you know a lot of good support that you need right now um so there's a couple of things we don't really have any parents to help us um um we're also isolated we moved away you know, out of town. Mm -hmm. Um, But the good thing is that we both work from home. And so in the future, I think if we don't have money for a nanny, because I'm thinking I want either a nanny 
or live in nanny that yeah. we would switch off you know like during the day he can do his nine to five thing and then I could go and do my business thing at night but if we do have a nanny which would be more ideal I'd like to be there with him you know experiencing the child yeah. together yeah and that's preferable for me yeah. I don't want to split off like that so I'm working on the whole nanny thing um it'd be nice to have a live-in nanny yeah. especially from another country like I would like to introduce that to my child you know something different yeah, other like than what idea. we're gonna bring I like that idea time. I definitely like that idea especially from another country maybe they can even teach your child another language exactly that would be pretty cool i think that's probably what we're gonna have to do as well like find some kind of child care some kind of nanny or something because we're kind of in the same situation like we are pretty isolated even though we we have family here in california but like we live pretty far away from people who can really support us so we probably are going to have to do the same thing like get a nanny so i'm like kind of premeditating like what that's going to look like like how to find the right person what kind of reviews to look at I'm like do, how many cameras do I need to put in my house you know <laughs> like thinking about things like that so don't go for a young woman <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> a manny I can get like a manny or something a hot young woman yeah she's, she's, she she's needs right? to be over 65 over 65 <laughs> Mrs. like a Mrs. Doubtfire or something <laughs> Preferably have like a little bit of a beard. Yes, Uh, yes. I need a woman with chest hair to come in and raise my child with me. Um, Yeah, but I like the idea of being at home too, like with the nanny. And that way I can experience the child. We can experience the child together. But I think it's going to be also good to have that alone time, me and my partner, to be able to do like date night and be able to kind of run errands, do our own thing. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, okay, how do we find like a trusted person? Like, do I go to Yelp? Like, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm going to have to figure all that out later. So yeah, you guys are good. I'm like, I don't trust. Uh-uh. But I, like, <laughs> after, after my first one, because he was, like, in, in daycare and stuff, and, um, you know, that single mom and having to work and stuff. So, you know, I, I had to, you know, go the daycare route. And that is really difficult trying to, you know, put your child in a place where you – where, you know, he's in someone else's care, and it's like, can you trust 100%? Right. And there's been, you know, instances where I'm like, who is this lady doing? Like, even, like, in-home daycares and then having, like, to switch out because you're like, mm, something doesn't seem right about that. Right. And then, you know, as they, you know, getting older and having to do center-based things and even centers, it's like, oh, my gosh. And then, and, and, you know, they're getting sick all the time. So, um, you know, I was definitely with, with um, Jaylene and Justice, my um, two littles, I was blessed I you know, work from home. Um, and then, you know, my husband, the security, so he's pretty flexible in his schedule. And so it was like, you know, he'd, you know, do graveyards and then, you know, I'd be able to, you know, work downstairs. And, you know, I, his, his mom was staying with us at, you know, at some point too. So it was like, kind of get to get that help when we could get it. But, you know, I was home. And so, um, you know, a lot of the time, you know, I could, you know, take care of the baby. So that was, that was good. And that definitely saves money, um, because childcare is very expensive. 
even you know even live in nanny or you know nannies or centers or in home childcare. It's it's just so crazy expensive. Yeah, I'm really um, thinking about the budget. And then I was thinking yeah. like, okay, am I gonna have to bring the baby to night school with me? Bring the baby to class? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, I, you know, what I'm saying, I don't know. So we'll, we're gonna have to figure that out. So I have one last question, and this is really for the expert. NJ, okay. <laughs> the experts. <laughs> this is for the childbirthing expert. You're a child raising expert at this point. So I want to know, like, know what are. That. Okay, so hold on. So, what are some of the things that you can do to promote early education for your child? Because I remember you were telling me you had, like, blocks, maybe you had some cards. Like, you had your kids doing homework mm-hmm. and they were like, one. So... No, just, just uh, YouTube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all were real quiet. I was kidding. Uh, Don't do that. <laughs> because you have no. you have gifted children. Like you have children that are like really smart. Now I know part of it's genetics because you've always been really smart. But what are some oh, of the things you. that you've been able to do to like incorporate in your kids' life just to make sure that they're starting to get that early education? Um, I think the I honestly I. <laughs> I, I I do honestly I get attributed a lot of it just like just to kind of just to like know to start early. Um, I with my with my oldest, he because of how he was brought into the world. Um, by the way, if want to segue off into not getting certain procedures done when you're giving birth or what to like expect like don't try your inductions don't let them give you a bunch of pitocin don't let them mess with you um but anyway so like my oldest wasn't even like really supposed to be able to you know meet any milestones like they didn't think he would um you know function like you know walk he wouldn't walk he would be very you know severely delayed and stuff so with him um, you know, I was, was like on a, like alert. So, you know, I always tried to do things with him that was like, encouraged, like, you know, doing like music and like reading books to him early on. And, um, you had to have like a lot of, um, uh, learning, um, kind of like the Montessori and sensory type of stuff that even like I would put together myself to kind of help make sure that he, you know, was, you know, moving along or able to like learn and connect with him. Um, and so I think I think it's really like just a early intervention um, type of things that you can do, like really focus on that. Um, in you know when he was one, it was just you know making sure you kept reading to him every night and like getting him you know coloring books and like you know uh, early drawing and tracing and cutting and stuff like that, and um, you know just kind of really working with him on that. Um, and with, with my um, other two as well, like um, my middle uh, right now, he is special needs. He's on the spectrum. Um, so we had, you know, to do early intervention as well with him. Um, and so I think that definitely helps out a lot because I kind of knew from like my oldest like a lot of stuff to do um and as well as a lot of their early interventions as far as getting him uh, in therapy um in ABA therapy and speech pathologists and stuff like that and getting that early intervention uh really helped him and also helped me and um my husband um you know kind of understand what's going to 
you know, take as far as what his needs are going to be. And we developed upon that and, you know, we were able to help him thrive. And just, I think by connection of that, my youngest right now was able to, you know, pick up on these things. So I think he's just like smart by osmosis. Like he's just like all of that kind of just, you know, he, he grew up seeing all of that. And with his brother being in the, um, having his therapy, I got home, having in, in home therapy and stuff, he was able to kind of connect with that and like seeing the services that he got, you know, and we were working with him as well. So I think he just kind of like fed off of that. And, you know, we worked with him independently as well. Um, I, I just think like the early intervention things are like, really just important to, you know, start. You know, I don't think it's, you know, too young is doesn't really matter. I don't think that's really a thing. I think you can, you know, start off with, you know, music and, you know, reading and just communicating. I think that's just very important yeah. and, um, and, you know, consistency. Okay. So that I sounds think. like um, attentive and thoughtful parenting, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very intentional too. So before we get out of here, I want to leave last thoughts for Nikki because it sounds like you were going to say something before when we were talking about like childcare plans and nannies or anything. So what else did you want to say before we get out of here, Nikki, that you want to add as far as like either childcare or what things that you plan to do to promote early education for your child? Um, I don't know what I was going to say for the the child care thing <laughs> um but as far as promoting early education actually my parents did something for me that actually got me to be somewhat um uh, I don't know what you call it. I walked early I did everything early I talked early read early everything and so what my mom did was expose me to everything immediately like as soon as I opened my eyes I was doing stuff you know (laughs) so I think I'm gonna try that approach and I like what uh um, NJ was doing um as far as like early interventions and getting therapies like I I think that sounds like a really good idea yeah but I do have a question for you um what determines uh you to have a cesarean over the natural so I had to have a cesarean with my first one. It was an emergency um, because I had to, um, well, I didn't have to. I got induced on my due date. Um, and my doctor was actually the same one that did my <clears throat> ectopic surgery. Um, so I, you know, when I found out I was pregnant again, I, 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 I wouldn't suck her, you know, out (laughs) and um so we were good throughout my whole pregnancy um she encouraged me though because my my son was measuring big to um you know try to get induced earlier and I was like no I don't want to I didn't want to get induced and I was like well I'll leave it up to this and I was like on his due date because it was my mom's birthday as well I was like if you don't have him before then I will just schedule an induction on my due date and um so we went ahead and did that but and then this is the thing like this is you know after the fact hindsight and stuff like that you find out this is wasn't really good um you know induction in itself is you know one thing but when your body 
is fighting that and it's not like prepared to go any further like I wasn't progressing my water didn't break um they um she was just trying to push it along and um you know my my body wasn't really responding to that like typically they say like when you're trying to do that if it doesn't progress then you know go home and you know ideally like what most likely what happens within a day or two you would end up just going into labor naturally um but she was trying to really push my pregnancy along because she had a vacation to go to it was july 2nd and yeah so um you know i you know i'm thinking like okay you know you know she's trying to just like push along everything's gonna be fine um she broke my water um and they were feeding me Pitocin, which is supposed to kind of get your contractions going. But she shouldn't have done that because I wasn't dilating. Like, I wasn't progressing or anything like that. My body just wasn't ready. Um, so it stressed out my son a lot. Um, and then I had to have an emergency cesarean section, um, in which at that point she t- pretty much told me that, like, okay, your son's heart rate is dropping, you have it drop again, you're going to have to have an emergency C-section, uh, but I got to go. So she was like deuces. And um, it happened again. Yeah, I know, it was messed up. It happened again, and then another doctor, um, which coincidentally is the doctor I'm seeing now because she's done my C-sections, she had to give me the C-section. But my son was so big, um, and he was sideways. Um, when they went in to try to get him out, his cord had presented, um, which pretty much stops all breathing, all support that he had. Um, and then she was trying to get him out, and he wouldn't come out because he was how he was in my air, pelvic area. So she was, like, trying to get him out, trying to suction him. Like, it took them almost 10 minutes for him to, for them to deliver him. And she had to, I'm sorry. No, no problem. They had to extend my incisions. So, um, you know, normally you you get your regular cesarean cut, but they had to extend it out and do vertical as well to get him out. Wow. So, yeah. So in that case, the, the horizontal would have been fine. Like if I wanted to not have, you know, a cesarean during my other births, but because they went vertical, I now, I, I can't, um, as a, uh, high risk of rupturing if I do have contractions and go into normal labor. So you've had a cesarean every time? Yep. Wow. Yeah, um, <laughs> they don't really recommend it because, like, my, my scarring, because I've had, uh, you know, three of yeah. them. <laughs> so they, they're, like, really thin. My last one, she was like, oh, I can kind of see your baby through this scar. So no. they're, they're holding up. <laughs> oh but, yeah, but, um, you know, it, it's still kind of, like, high risk because um, I have, I, I think it's, like, preeclampsia or something else. I forget, too, like, when you're um, the... Um, you, the uterus and the um, placenta, like the placenta will go into your uterus. So I have a high risk of that, especially because I have scarring. So they keep an eye on that. Unfortunately, I haven't had that happen. Um, but, you know, I with that is, you know, a higher risk of like bleeding or have to have a hysterectomy or like a hemorrhage or something like that. So each, each cesarean is, is like, and this is why I don't want to risk having any more, you know, kids because it's like, you know, playing with fire for each one. But, you know, she was like, I've had a woman who's had seven C-sections. And, wow. yeah, so, but she was like, I, we don't really recommend more than three. <laughs> wow. and, you know, 
Well, ladies, I just wish all of us a yes. healthy and healthy. happy mm-hmm. pregnancy the rest of the way and definitely a healthy, happy baby Yay. when they arrive. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so we're all going to have the 2023 baby. Yes. Yep. Oh my goodness. And then I, <laughs> we're just going to like force them all to be close to each other. Oh yeah, for sure. Force it. You're obligated to be best friends. You're obligated. (laughs) Yep, that's how it's gonna be. Well, I'm excited. I want to thank you so much, both of you, both NJ and Nikki, for sharing your story and talking about this in a major way. And hopefully, whoever's listening could feel encouraged and excited about your pregnancy if you have one on the way, and you have lots of support. Or even if it's not a lot of support, hopefully you have some significant support from a few good folks around you and getting the proper childcare that you need and just being healthy and happy and in a good mental space and a good physical health space as well. Yes. Thank you for having us. Yes, this was fun. You're welcome. I'm glad you guys were able to help me do some mental gymnastics about (laughs) getting prepared. And I'm definitely going to be on that chai. So, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. All right, so we're going to keep on talking, but make sure you guys tune back in for another one and another one and another one. And we out. Peace. Bye.